Thanksgiving, craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. My name is Denny Luce, and I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft and brewery owner out of Columbus, Ohio, is Mr. John Ream. And once again, joining us, our Wells bro from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you guys doing tonight? Things are good. How's things? Uh, I think we all agree that we're all a little tired. I know John's been getting up early for the brewery. Yep. Yeah, today was up early, straight to the brewery, which isn't my normal routine either. Yeah. So, okay. what were you doing? A lot happened today. Oh. What were you doing up at four to go to a brewery? Well, I was up at four because my four-year-old decided that's when he was going to wake up today. I wasn't uh. planning to wake up till five. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys win the I woke up early contest. I uh, I woke up at seven thirty this morning, and I normally have to be to work at eight. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Okay, so you made it okay with ten minutes to spare. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, well, as uh, as you guys know, I just returned back from across the world. So, yeah, I'm suffering a little bit of jet lag, and I was up early myself at 4 a.m. Uh, but, hey, it's okay. We've got beer to keep us awake and good conversation, and I think we're going to have a great show because we're continuing on our top five list. But before we get into that content, let's just kind of explain to anyone new listening to this show what Tap the Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer and we want to help people along in their craft beer journey. And you're listening to episode 87, and we're recording a day later than usual on Monday, November 20th, 2017. And in this episode, we want to discuss our top five hoppy beers of 2017. We also have a ton of listener feedback and voicemails, and we have a couple you know, news articles that we'll get to if we have time, but hey, if we don't get to it, then uh, I warned you that we might not have time because we got a lot of good beer talk to chat about. But before we get into all that great beer talk, let's find out what we're drinking. So, Chris, what is in your glass tonight? So tonight I actually got uh, thank you beers from someone that I sold beer to uh, a few weeks ago. And tonight I'm drinking one of the beers that he sent over from Toolbox Brewing out in Vista, California. This is called Quick a strawberry milkshake double IPA. Oh. And uh, so far, I'm loving this. So so thank you, Kelly, for sending this one out because I can't wait to try the other one he sent, too. Okay, so this that's an interesting combination. Strawberry and milkshake with double IPA in the same name. So mm-hmm. wh- why does this work? Well, it's uh, it's one of our favorites, as we like to call them. It's definitely juicy okay um and it's uh you know it's got that cloudy hazy look to it it's you know it's 
thicker in the mouth, as John mm-hmm. always likes. Um, <laughs> and it does. It has it has um, some strawberry flavors in there um, with vanilla beans and lactose, and uh, it's hopped with citra. Okay. Oh, dry hopped with citra. Wow, interesting. Uh, but it, it does. It works out. And he sent me another one from the same place. It, I can't remember which fruit it had in it, but um, it's another milkshake double IPA, and I'm really looking forward to trying that one now. All right. Well, you can pop that one open next. It's not cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to quick, quickly chill this one 15 minutes ago so I could have it ready. All right. You got, you got a bottle of liquid nitrogen on hand? No, just ice and water. <laughs> All right. All right, John, what are you drinking tonight? So I'm uh, dipping in the holiday spirit tonight uh, with Columbus Brewing Company's uh, Citra Noel. Oh. Um, which is their hoppy holiday ale. And, uh, yeah, it fits the bill. It's not as um, not as much of that citrus kind of character coming across um, as I was expecting, just from the name, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it's got a little more of that uh, piney, resiny character than, than I was expecting. But uh, overall, very, very pleasant beer. I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. So, how about you, Danny? Well, you know what? I am also getting into the Christmas spirit, and I'm drinking a winter ale from Full Cell. It's their Wassail. And I know anyone listened last year and year before knows that, uh, hey, I like this beer. Between this one and Jubilee are my two favorite winter ales I like to drink, and I drink a lot of them. Uh, in fact, I've got another 12-pack of Jubilee in my fridge for uh, for this week to enjoy, along with my wassail. So it's going to be just pounding these winter ales all week long, and I'm looking forward to it. So this is one of those beers that I recommend that anyone who can get full sale in their area has to try this wassail. It's, it's really, really tasty. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, it's only been a couple weeks since we last recorded, and I hope that you guys had some fun stuff to talk about. So, Chris, did you do anything fun, uh, beer-related in the last two weeks? I mean, we always try to make it beer-related. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, we went we went kayaking yesterday. Um, we had beers while we were kayaking. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had uh, we had a new niece born uh, last week, so. Uh, of course, we had to have celebratory beers for that. Hey, um, no, no type of events or anything. Uh, we're just kind of uh, getting in the swing of things with uh, with the holidays coming up, and and work is actually ramping up and getting busier. And um, it's more doing dog things than doing beer things right now. So yeah, just uh, just uh, trying to add beer to as much of it as we can. Okay. And uh, what about what about you, John? You have uh, any beer related fun while since last time we talked? Yeah. So lately, I've been saying no, like every time. But I actually have something. Which Ooh! Is awesome. All right, let's um, celebrate. Drink. So I yeah. Don't make this a drinking <laughs> game. You'll be very sober. Um, but I've mentioned, I believe that uh, we're not the only brewery that's coming to Newark, Ohio, um, and that there was. Uh, one other new brewery that was opening, another tap room that uh, is in planning. Um, and uh, this week, the other new brewery uh, 
had their grand opening. Um, so Kristen and I took the boys out to uh, Dank House Brewing um, on their grand opening and uh, had a nice night. The, we finally met uh, Josh and Heather, um, who are opening it up. We've corresponded online, and but we've just never managed to be in the same place at the same time. Um, they're, they're real nice folks. They've done a great job with their their space, and uh, they had a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony with the local chamber of commerce and it was a, it was a really nice night. Um, they had, uh, three of their beers on, um, and then, uh, some guest taps to kind of fill out the, the tap list. Um, but they, they started out with a, a blonde, an IPA and a coffee stout. Oh. Um, and folks seem to be, uh, split on whether they like the IPA or the coffee stout. Um, more i actually enjoyed the blondale as well it was uh <laughs> it was pretty good so um i'm hoping that they have had a a good first week here um opening and hopefully we'll be joining them soon and you know creating a nice little little scene here in newark so yeah that sounds good so you know, I made comments a, a few episodes ago that a, a brewery here in the Boise area opened with only two two beers. Uh, now they had varieties of that those two beers to, you know, in different flavors, but they're the same two beers. So, you think they did okay with the, this opening? Is just having three of their their beers is it was a decent? Uh, I mean, at least they showcased a, a wide range of capabilities. So I think that that helps. Yeah, yeah, I think they did fine. Um, and they were, you know, burning through their own beers. Uh, people were doing tasters of all 10 that they had. Um, oh, wow. Including the other beers. Uh, but uh, I think they were mostly going through pints of their own, which, you know, you hope is the case on your grand opening. Yeah. And hopefully people aren't getting one and then switching to your guest house. Yeah, exa- <laughs> so. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> do, do you know uh, what size brew house did they have? Uh, they have a two and a half barrel brew house with five barrel fermenters, so they wow. double batching into those every time. Wow! So they they're starting off really small. Uh, yeah, um, and they they don't have a ton of of space in their their building itself, um, and they they'll be able to step up to uh, probably at least a some 15 barrel tanks or something um they'll run at a footprint before they'll run at a height um, where they are but um their their building is on like eight and a half acres or something like that so there's plenty of room to to expand their their footprint if they if they need to okay okay they've got a lot of possibility there yeah yeah so no that that's nice that i mean you don't have to start off big in fact I'll talk about a, another brewery that I visited <clears throat> in just a few minutes. I think, yeah. So you know what? So are you done, John? I am. Okay. Yeah, so why don't you Why don't you tell us about your activities? Yeah, I have a couple activities. So besides going, I mean, literally, at the time the the day that the last show episode uh, aired uh, was released, I was on a plane flying to Israel uh, for just a week. Well, night. You know, I was gone for. For a full week, and uh, I had I had a great time. I this is I don't know how many times I've been there, like twelve times I think. I, I I've lost track of how many times I've gone, but I always have a good time. I I realized that I have visited Israel 
in almost all the months of the year except for two. And I haven't been there in December and May. But I'll tell you what, of all the other months, I think right now November is my favorite month because it just had a really great balance of weather. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was a nice uh, 72 degrees. Uh, a little bit of a breeze would fl- would roll in. Uh, that was nice. Uh, and it just was, I mean, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed the weather. Now, not that I was out in it. I was pretty much inside all day. But the, the nights are nice to be able to have a, uh, you know, a nice, not too warm, but, you know, short sleeve uh, weather to go out and, and drink and have fun with your friends in the evening. That's when we had most of the time I got to spend out in, in Tel Aviv. But uh, I had a I'm, great time. I'm really proud of you. You managed to wedge some weather talk in here. You know, <laughs> it's been a while, it's at John. the top of the show, uh, but you managed to sneak it in here in the middle. Yeah, so, it's, it's been a go. while. And I, I deliberately <laughs> put that in because I knew that people were missing our weather talk. And now yeah. it's, it's getting wintertime, and I had to throw in some good uh, Israel weather. So it's great. But now, I did have a few new Israeli beers that I hadn't had before. I just wanted to go ahead and name one that really stood out hands above uh, the other beers I had, and that was the Malka Stout. And, John, I don't remember. Is this the beer you had uh, when uh, you had the Malka uh, a, a while ago, or was it a different Malka beer? Do you remember? I had I had two different ones, including the Stout. The Stout. So I've, lost my, uh, I've lost my Israeli edge over you. Okay, okay. The one Israeli beer that I've had. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell so. you what. That Malka, Malka Stout? fantastic really well done i i i kind of linked it towards an irish dry stout style is what i kind of it reminds me of but man it was really good really drinkable really i mean it was it was nice i really enjoyed it and so now john we are equal uh on the uh you don't have one up on me all right well i'll just have to pick a new country (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one that one that I uh, that I haven't that I have I don't visit, you know, twice a year. That would probably be best. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed that beer as well. I think I gave it a four. Okay, um, good. And that was that was back in my more stingy days as well. Yeah. So yeah, I I think I gave it a four also, um, but it was just I don't know. I really enjoyed it. So I just want to do a shout out to that beer. And I found out that Malka is actually going to expand their brewery, and uh, be, you know. Have a, have a bigger presence in uh, in the area, so that'd be great too. I I drink a lot of their beer when I'm there because it's what's mostly available in a lot of the smaller bars. And the Malka Red is a, a a good beer that I I probably drank about you know three liters of that just in the in the week I was there. Uh, really good stuff. Okay, so then I get back from Israel on Friday night. Well, guess what? I don't waste time by going out and uh, visiting breweries in Boise. And I revisited a brewery yesterday that you, that John, you and I visited when you were here in Boise about three years ago. And we did not have a very good experience. In fact, well, we had a good experience. We had a good time laughing and making fun of the beer and the people around us. But we weren't too excited about the actual quality of beer that this brewery is putting out. And that brewery was Cloud Nine Brewing. Well... Three years have gone by, and my buddy Alex, he says, hey, you need to come revisit this brewery because they're actually making some decent beer. I said, yeah, whatever. It's it's in the north end. All these snobby people go there. I don't really want to. That's not my style. Well, he finally convinced me to go back. So Sunday, we revisited Cloud Nine, 
And I have to tell you, uh, the beer has improved. And uh, because I literally didn't have another Cloud Nine beer after John, after you left, I did not have. I I just refused to drink any more of the beer because I was very disappointed in in what they were doing. But I revisited a couple beers that we had there. Uh, one of them was the Double IPA, the Fallen uh, Double IPA. That uh, mm-hmm. I think you made a comment that it came across too sweet. Um, they fixed it. Uh, it definitely yeah. is not too sweet now. It, it's it's got a nice balance, uh, a decent bitterness and hop profile in there, and it it, it actually was really it, it turned out to be a lot better than it was when we drank it uh, a few years ago. So that that was that was positive. The other one was you had the NSN uh, IPA also. It was like a Citra Citra IPA, and uh, the, again that one is better than I remember. It actually has decent flavor, but it still is on a lighter side of IPA. It's not, you know, doesn't have that body and feel that you really want to feed. You know, you want to have a decent body with that IPA and a flavor and, and a little bitterness. And it came across like a IPA light. You know, kind of lighter on the IPA side. Um, but still, I, it wasn't horrible. But I did have a, a beer that, the two beers that really stood above and beyond. And one of them was an interesting take on the, the stout. It's an, called the Earl Grey Stout. And they put Earl Grey tea uh, in the stout. Now, I've had uh, tea stouts before, and they're okay. But I'll tell you what, this one was done really well, and it left. Uh, it has that nice roastiness in it that you you, know, you want to get in your stout. But at the finish, it it kind of that tea flavor played very nicely with the malt and left a, a very nice uh, finish uh, that that was very enjoyable. And I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed that one. And John, I think um, if you were to try that one today, I think you'd enjoy that one too. It definitely uh, shows that they've come a long way in getting some flavor into their beer. I think you remember we had that, what was that, nine-grain porter that we made fun of because it was like maybe seven grains too many. Uh, It it, it just didn't have the flavor. It was just kind of like, you know, just blah. It wasn't all that great. Um, So, yeah, the the style was good. And then one other beer that I want to mention that I really enjoyed was their Scottish Wee Heavy. Now, you know, we know that the Scottish ale style tends to be lower on ABV. This one, though, was kind of like a mix between a Scottish ale and a Scotch ale because it was 9% alcohol. But it tasted just like you would taste a 5% Scottish ale. It had zero, it had no no alcohol at all flavor in it, and it wasn't too sweet. It had the subtle flavors that you'd get from the maltiness from the Scottish style ale but which is packed with alcohol. I actually had two tasters of that one because Sarah got it and she didn't like it because, well, it's one thing she didn't want to uh, drink a 9% you know, beer when she wanted to drink a couple other tasters, so I drank hers. But, but yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And it, even though it doesn't follow the style guidelines of a Scottish ale, it, it's a, a well-done beer that I, I appreciate just because of that. Nice. I'm happy that they're... Uh, improving, so yeah, Help, helps everybody if everyone's quality gets up. So. Of co- yeah, of course, and I, I think they also have the two and a half to three barrel um, nano brewery just set up too. They have a small you know, theirs is, is a small uh, brewery. It's, I think it was yeah. a two barrel. Yeah, I remember it being being small, and, and 
it's cool though there because you can it's all behind glass that you can look in if they still have that yeah yep it's still and it's even got more stuff in it now but yeah it's all behind glass and they're expanding into the next the next uh store over they're expanding their their brewery into there so it's gonna it's gonna it's getting bigger they're obviously doing well and uh i you know I, I now will not shun their beers. I'm actually gonna, you know, I'll, I'm actually willing to try their beers now because I've had a good experience, and I definitely, w- I'm, I, uh, I ate my words to Alex. I said, "You're right." Um, I, now it's not the best brewery in in the area, but they definitely stepped up, and, and they're not the worst brewery. So, uh, cheers to Cloud Nine for uh, making improvements and, and making some some good beer. And uh, one last thing about it, I, I need to do a little. Uh, early shout out to my friend Eloise, who berated me for leaving her out of our discussion on clairvoyant brewing when I visited that brewery a few episodes ago. Uh, she was actually listened to the show and said, "Hey, you didn't even you know say that I was there." And she basically knew everything that I was talking about because not only she was there, but she hears me talk about it at work all the time. So uh, I just want to shout out Eloise. Thank you for listening and uh, cheers to you okay john how about you fill us in on trek brewing and we better hear that you're brewing beer well we'll start in the bar (laughs) okay uh we got our new bar top installed um and uh we've resurfaced our our bar uh which was an old like pinkish corian counter Oh like yeah, nice. Surface. Yeah. <laughs> um which really brought the room together. Um <laughs> but uh we felt we needed to make it our own. Yeah. Um so we actually have a uh, stainless steel uh bar top now, which is really really sharp looking. Okay. Um it, as in good. Not it, you're not going to cut yourself on <laughs> yeah. that. I realized as that came out that that was I was thinking of myself. Maybe the best choice of words. Yeah, it it doubles it doubles as a meat slicer. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, it'll hold your drink and make your sandwich. So, (laughs) Um, but we're we're really excited to get that in, and uh, it looks really nice. Um, Set off with the uh, the oak like rail around the bar, you know, that you rest your arms on and everything. So. It really they they play well with each other, so um, it looks nice. But then uh, if we head back to the brewery, um, we got a pallet jack All um, right. from another brewery that had an extra one. So cheers to Buckeye Lake Brewing um, for uh, having an extra pallet jack that we could buy. Uh, so now we can move stuff on pallets around the brewery, which is fun. and they're fun to ride on. <laughs> it's it's hard to ride on them as you drive them too. Uh just Harder. do it with I'm not saying I recommend this, but you know, you should do it without a pallet on there and you can ride it <laughs> ride the uh forks by kind of rocking back and forth and moving the handle back and forth as well, creating a little momentum. Not that I've tried it or done it, but you know, you know. I just thought it might make a nice uh pseudo skateboard. Um you know, push yourself along that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a little momentum not, going. Not that I'm going to go do that tomorrow. Um, no, but then, uh, you know, when, since we have a pallet jack, we need something that can lift up pallets. So we also have an agreement to purchase a forklift, uh, which hopefully we'll be picking up this week. Wow. So, Wait. Don't don't ride that as a skateboard. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. 
Just let it pick you up <laughs> to high places so you can do stuff. <laughs> OSHA, if you're listening, please please disregard everything I just uh, said. That was a joke. Wow. Oh, it's a joke that you're going to buy a forklift? No, what Chris said was a joke. Oh, okay. But the forklift is uh, – I'm my jaw is dropped. I wasn't expecting you to have a forklift so early in the uh, the brewery life. Isn't that something that usually comes later when you've got – more capital? <laughs> Don't you know who you're talking to, Kenny? This is John Ream. This is, you know, the guy that owns Trek Brewing. Yeah, kind of a big deal. I he, guess so. I mean, he's a huge deal. I mean, My office just... smells of uh, old barbecue and <laughs> glue. <laughs> a glue, yes. yes. Yeah, do we have a uh, glue scraping update? Or, or uh, Yeah, I, I haven't done any. Oh. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, uh, forklift... It kind of pays for itself because um, if you don't have a forklift, every time you get a delivery of grain or anything heavy, you have to pay a liftgate charge, mm. and those liftgate charges range from fifty to one hundred dollars. So that adds up pretty fast when you are bringing in grain every week or two. Okay, um, and uh, then it also when we start, you know, getting out into the world, um, it'll help with uh, distribution. So okay. Um, but yeah, so glue scraping, um, I haven't scraped glue in two weeks, almost two weeks, uh, because I got kicked out of the brewery, Mm. um, because we got our floors sealed. Um, Uh. so once they had prepped and cleaned the floors initially, I was told to not scrape glue to not make a mess. (laughs) Um, so I haven't scraped anything, um, and uh, but now we have our nice shiny red floor. Ooh! Um, How long before you make a mess on it? Uh, it's uh, it's already a mess. I, I I got to walk on it. I was the first person to walk across it this morning um, when I got there really early. Uh, you know, so excited. And uh, then I walked back out to my car after uh, coming in and turning some of the lights on. I uh, walked back out to pick up some tools. And I walked back in and realized that <clears throat> I had picked up a ton of dust on my shoes by going over and turning the lights on. And then I tracked footprints all over the new floor. So it was instantly messy. Yeah, this is um, why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? That floor is going to hose down like a champ when I, <laughs> when I clean it off. So um, it's going to be great. Just don't, um, just don't fall or hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so the floors got their, their finished coat on, on Friday, uh, we're recording Monday. And so Monday was the first day we were allowed on the floor. Okay. So I had called last week about, uh, I want to get on the docket for our liquor control inspection. Um, our floors are going to be finished. I'm going to be setting up equipment. So I want to get it scheduled. And I said, okay, field inspector will be in touch. Um, and he called me Friday afternoon and said, how's Monday at two sound? <laughs> and I was like, it sounds really fast, <laughs> but Thanksgiving's coming. And I don't know if I say no to this, how long it's going to be before I can get back on your schedule. So I said, sounds great. And, uh, so that's why I was up super early today to get to the brewery to put all our equipment on the floor and put it all together. Mm. Um, 
So over the weekend, uh, we moved the rest of the pilot system over the brewery, staged it not on the brewery floor. And so this morning, I uh, got some help from our construction folks and moved in a big stainless steel table and all our fermenters and then put our fermenters together and then undid some of the fermenters because we did one step too fast and we couldn't do the next step, so we had to redo some <laughs> stuff. But then we got it all back, put back together and uh, got everything in place um, for the fermentation, started wor- working on the kettles, at least got them on the floor. Um, I don't have the panel mounted and everything yet, and I'm missing some valves um, that will be coming in, um, and we can get those on. Uh, but... Got enough in place by the time he showed up that uh, he was able to do his inspection. And uh, so now we wait for them to review his report that he submits and give us our liquor permit. Okay. But it's going to happen though, right? It's- I think so. I think it went well. Um, he didn't let on that anything was wrong. Okay. Um, but I also imagine after doing this for a long time, he can get a... Nice poker face, you know. Yeah. Um, and just go tear us a new one in his report. But um, I know the person he's submits it to, uh, she's been really helpful to us as we've gone through this process. And so hopefully we'll, we'll get a, a favorable result in a short turnaround, and then we can start brewing. So fingers right. crossed. Okay, so by next episode – Hopefully you'll have one, one batch brewing, right? Fermenting. That would be that would be nice. Um, yeah, he said it, it tends it tends to take up to like two weeks oh, to get a result. Okay. Um, and with the holiday coming up, yeah, I'm guess that we're going to take all of that two weeks and maybe a little extra. But okay. Um, I'm hopeful that a couple of nice phone calls next week might spur things along, um, but we'll see. Yeah, and a little greasing the palms with uh, you know some some uh, I don't even know what the hunt, Ben Franklin's. Man, you guys are terrible <laughs> with suggestions, suggestions today. That's why I'm being quiet about it. I mean, run himself over with his own bus. Yeah, that's like me riding the top of the forklift yeah. while on a pallet jack. That's not not good. <laughs> yeah, with a beer to hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't drink in forklift, kids. Uh, no, all right. Especially while bribing. It's a terrible idea. Seriously. No. Uh, okay. Man, what what, what going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back down into reality here. What, now, you sent us a, a text message before we started recording, and I thought it was uh, like a new setup for your pilot system, but it it turns out that it's not anything to do with beer at all. You have a, a keg it, it, cleaner. It does have to do with beer. Well, I mean the, the, the storage of beer or delivery, but what, tell me about this keg cleaner that you uh, are in the ownership of now. Yeah. I forgot to mention the keg washer. Um, yeah. So today, uh, 20 minutes before the inspector was coming and I was trying to put the last fittings on the last fermenter, um, the, uh, truck shows up with our keg washer. Um, like, great. Now I'm, I'm going to be out here trying to get this thing off the truck and into the place and the inspector's going to show up and like, <laughs> not going to know he's here. And, um, 
but uh, managed to get it off in time and got back inside before the uh, the inspector came. But um, yeah, we got ourselves a semi-automatic uh, keg washer, so we can wash a bunch of kegs and fill them up with tasty beer. Okay, so I saw it has three. It has three containers. Does that mean you wash three at a time, or what? How, how does that thing work? What does a what does a keg washer do? You, you like you, and how do you wash a keg? I mean, I've seen them at the big breweries. They have them like upside down. They stick it on there and then like pressurize it, and it shoots water out, and it's a big giant mess. But that looks like your system is a little bit different. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Uh, flip it upside down. <laughs> shoot stuff in it and he answers his own questions Um, but basically the main function of the keg washer is to wash kegs Mm -hmm. and uh, ours can do two at a time Um, the three uh, vessels on there are for uh, caustic and acid and rinse water oh okay Um, so whenever we We'll wash kegs. We'll fill those reservoirs and uh, run through a big batch of kegs. Um, or no, excuse me, caustic and sanitizer and uh, rinse water. Um, but we can every so often you'll you'll do an acid wash instead, just to make sure you're breaking up all the beer stone. Um, so, but sanitizer and rinse water will be in there every time, and then cleaner of choice. Okay. Say. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's uh, automatic, so you'll set the keg on, push the button, and it'll run through um, the cycle. And uh, then when it's done, after five minutes or so, you'll come back and take that keg off and put a new keg on. And rinse repeat so you clean all your kegs. Okay. All right. Makes sense. I, I'll watch you do it when I come visit you because I'm excited to see the keg washing stand. Yeah. It's surprising the things that excite you but <laughs> you should actually just let denny operate it i could i've got skills just let it you know show him the first couple and then walk away <laughs> well, or it'll be like when he came to brew and everybody has to learn the hard way so you'll have to disassemble a few kegs before you get to graduate to the keg washer you know you have to know what you're cleaning first so uh, that's okay. fair that's fair just like when you had to hand crank you know, oh yeah, the mill. Grain. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I don't want to do that job again. Please, what a slave have, driver. Yeah, have somebody else hand crank all your grain for you to bring. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta appreciate where you come from. Yeah, so. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, thank you, John, for giving us that great update. It's coming along. I, I just have this feeling that within a few weeks you're going to be brewing beer, and it's going to be a real live brewery finally after all this construction and deconstruction and permitting and craziness so it's really exciting yeah we're we're getting close all right well now it's time for our new and noteworthy beers and chris why don't you go ahead and start us off with your noteworthy beers from the last couple weeks Okay, so my new and noteworthy and I think I'm going to steal a little bit of John's thunder right away cuz I'm a I'm going to go with Sierra Nevada's coffee stout. Um, I picked up a, uh, a, a sampler pack from Sierra Nevada and it had their coffee stout, some holiday haze, um, some regular pale ale, and uh, there was a Christmas one in there too. Um, 
But I was really surprised about this one. It was nice. The coffee flavor was really nice. It wasn't too bitter or bitey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. And uh, I actually changed my new and noteworthy beers to uh, what I'm drinking tonight or what I was <laughs> drinking tonight. Um, that Toolbox Brewing, uh, that quick strawberry milkshake double IPA, that, that made my new and noteworthy beer tonight. Um, so I was, that was really good. Um, and for, uh, let's see, where'd it go? I think it was like an eight or nine percent beer. That was way oh, wow. too easy to drink. Eight and a half percent. That Damn. Was, that was way too easy to drink. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll happily drink some more of that. Okay. Nice. Well, <clears throat> we can circle back to that uh, copy stout because you didn't just steal a little of my thunder. It was all my thunder. It's <laughs> the only beer that I was going to mention uh, today. Um, yeah, I picked up the same variety pack. Uh, and, yeah, th- then they had the the other was a, their, uh, I think it was Wintertide Ale was the name yeah, of that was the one. Um, and, uh, yeah, this the coffee stout stood head and shoulders above uh, the other beers. Um, I think they did a, the cold brew uh, coffee edition for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the coffee comes through really clear. And, yeah, it's not doesn't have a lot of bitterness to it um and uh it's just it's very pleasant the aroma is fantastic um just a great coffee aroma um but uh i've only been able to have one of those because kristen's kind of taken that as her beer um over at the house when we're working on stuff so uh i'm letting her have it because then she'll work on stuff so um yeah so very very nice beer and I don't know if you can get it outside of that variety pack, but uh, it's worth it for that beer, just for the variety pack. So it's got three uh, three of the regular pale ales in there too, and then the uh, I'm I'm actually having a holiday haze right now, um, and then the uh, the winter the winter tide, which isn't awful, but you know, I'd say it's definitely worth it mm-hmm. worth it for that yeah. pack to get. The or you can have out. six of them off. You go to Costco, which is what Ooh. I did. Oh, so. okay. So, um, I've seen a lot of, in fact, I've seen a lot of people drinking this, this, uh, pack lately. So I need to go find it because you guys are not the first two to say that that coffee, that, uh, coffee stout is really good and I need to experience it myself. So maybe next episode you'll be hearing me talk about <laughs> the Sierra Nevada coffee stout. Yeah. Don't, don't be a follower, be a leader. Come on. That's why I wanted. To, that's why I wanted to talk about it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys want to steal steal <laughs> yeah. my thunder? Uh, okay. Well, then uh, I guess you guys are done. Uh, I only have two beers myself of noteworthy that I haven't already talked about. I want to talk about uh, both these beers. I also had in Israel. So pretty much all the beers that I'm mentioning on the show I had when I was overseas. Um, this is from Brewdog. It's a punk IPA. And John, John I think you talked about this beer a, a few episodes ago, right? The punk? Uh, no. No? Gosh, no. I can, who am I remembering is talking about this beer? I, I was talking about some other Brewdog stuff. Uh, Elvis the, Juice. Yeah, and uh, I think one other one that we had brought in as well. Um, <clears throat> because the, the beers from the Columbus Brewery have been rolling out. so Okay. Um, but I've, I've had this beer, uh, quite a while ago. Okay. I, I agree. It's good. Yeah. And, and I, I not only had this, I had this twice when I was there, I had it in the bottle 
and I had it on draft, and I wanted to compare to see if there was much difference. Now, there's a little bit of difference, but I'll tell you what, both beers were really good either way, and I learned when I got back from my buddy Alex is that BrewDog, they delivered their kegs to Israel in refrigerated trucks or refrigerated containers so that they are still, you know, fresh when, it, you know, a little bit more fresh than they would if they were in just regular, you know, non-refrigerated uh, containers. So that probably explains why the beers didn't, uh, you know, they tasted pretty similar. And they were both really good. I really enjoyed that, that beer. Uh, so I wanted to sh- make sure that anyone that's uh, out there that can get BrewDog, get their Punk IPA, try it. I think you'll like it. And let, let us know what you think, because I, I thought it was a fantastic beer. And then the other one is a total opposite of that beer, and it's an English beer from Fuller's. And I, we get some Fuller's here, but this is one of the ones I hadn't had in the States. I don't know if they, I think they delivered to the States, but I don't know, I haven't seen it. And it's their Black Cab Stout, and this beer was on Nitro. Now, I'm not a big fan of Nitro-charged beers, uh, but this one, even with the nitrogen smoothness and, and creaminess and silkiness that it adds, uh, it still had a nice uh, roasty bitterness to it that I really appreciated. And uh, it was a great beer. So if you want to try a, a nice English stout, uh, this is a good one. I liked it. Have you, have you guys had uh, the Fuller's Black Cab Stout? Do you remember? I have not. Um, no, I haven't either. Okay. But I'll I'll go ahead and uh, pull a Danny and Tangent here for a little bit. Okay. Because uh, I was just listening um, to uh, Jamil Zanishev, uh and an interview they did with uh, the guy at Fuller's because Heretic just did a collaboration with them oh. this year. And they actually brewed a uh, raspberry Goza, I think, at Fuller's. Ooh, nice. Um, which was the the first uh, sour beer ever done there, and they they had to do a whole bunch of, of, uh, of things to actually make the beer possible because they they're set up for for party guile at their at their brewery. Their brewery is solely <laughs> party towards party guile, which is multiple beers out of the same mash. Um, and uh, so they, it, it was really interesting to listen to of uh, you know the, the problems they. They had to solve and, and doing that and, you know, basically getting them out of their comfort zone to do this beer. And uh, supposedly it was very, very well received. Mm. Um, so it's it's really cool seeing, you know, especially some of the, the older guard, you know, this brewery that's been around for 175 years to uh, some, just try out doing a doing a sour, sour beer and then uh, knocking it out of the park. So Nice. But, yeah, I don't think any of that made it stateside. So yeah, probably not, probably not. But we do have listeners in uh, England, so it's very possible that they've had it. Hey, if you're over there in England and you've had the collaboration between Fuller's and Heretic, the the you said Raspberry Goza was that what it was? I, I I'm not confident on the fruit, but okay. it was a Goza. I can't remember exactly what the fruit was. All right, well. Well, if you guys have had it, let us know. Write into us. Leave us. Don't leave us a voicemail because I don't want you to have to pay the charges. But go ahead and write an email, and uh, let us know. You know if you had it and if you liked it and your your impressions. We'd love to hear it, hear from you guys. So that that's fantastic. 
All right. Well, thank you, John, for going on a tangent. I, I, I feel much better now because usually I'm the one that, that does that. So you're learning from me. That's good. Yeah. But notice how I still kept it tight. You did. You know. You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into our – we had feedback. We had a ton of feedback, and we actually had three voicemails since our last show. So this, this is three votes to keep, to keep Chris, uh, you know, on board. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. He's already got three voicemails. The first voicemail is from our buddy, Robert Melinez. He's known as Chew Your Beer on the Twitter sphere, And uh, he left us a lengthy voicemail. So let's hear what Robert had to say. Hello, Tampa Crab, Debbie, John, Robert, a.k.a. Chew Your Beer on the Twitter. Just coming to let you know that I didn't forget to leave a voicemail. I just didn't have time to leave a voicemail. It's a big difference. A lot of work. Living in California, ending the summertime, it's the holidays. My line of business gets really busy. You're the reason why, I'm the reason why you're seeing Christmas stuff in your lobbies at all your stores. Just kidding. Don't aim me for that. Anyways, uh, just wanted to add on to take the craft back movement. Um, yes, it was a fake uh, donations or what have you, but if you actually went and clicked on one of the four donations and you filled out the information, guess what? You got free swag. So I did the $50. I clicked on the $50. I got a T-shirt that says Take the Crap. I got a baseball cap. I got a sticker and a koozie. So depending on the amount that you clicked on was determined on the type of swag that we send you to your house. Free of charge. It was just a promotional uh, thing they were doing for, I guess, for GABF, or, or I don't know what it was for, but it was amazing. I got a small shirt for my wife to wear, and I wear the cap, and we look like an awesome couple at any beer uh, brewery place. And the cool thing is, people at the breweries know what it was and what it is. I'm kind of surprised that John didn't really know about it, um, but, you know, eventually you want to watch these become, he's fully fledged into the, uh, the craft beer movement as a owner and uh, producer. Um, but that's it. Uh, depend- oh, my sister did it. She did the $10 mark. She got a koozie and a sticker. Um, you don't pay anything. It's just a promotional thing they were doing, which was fun. Um, last thing also, uh, my beer, Chocotazo, will be professionally brewed in the city of Fresno in California by Zach's Brewery once they open and fully they're They've got their place. They're going through the same thing as Trek Brewing. Um, they should be open, I think, by the beginning of January. Always give yourself more time than what you think you're going to get. But uh, once it's open, you can walk in there and order, order a pint of Chocotazo. Uh, we've been experimenting with uh, Poblano peppers and what have you. I'm not fully going professional. Hopefully I do. But uh, if I do, it would be in the sales department. Um, but other than that, that's about it, guys. I don't know how much time I got. Love you guys. I'm always listening. I'm always there. Even though I'm not sending in my tweets and stuff, work got really hectic. But I'm still there, always downloading, always ready to listen to a Captain Craft episode. Love you guys. And I'm out. Peace. All right. Well, thank you, Robert, for that nice, long, detailed voicemail. We really appreciate it. I just wanted to make comments that you're right. We really didn't know what to expect of this whole uh, take the craft back movement and uh, I'm kind of cool it's kind of cool that if you did leave donations 
that it actually, you know, they actually sent free swag. So it really was a promotional type thing. Now, I didn't know because uh, I thought it was, you know, pretty much just a, you know, a fake promotion. But I'm glad that they made, you know, at least getting, you know, getting the word out there, giving people T-shirts. I mean, now Robert and his wife are sporting gear when they walk into a brewery that, you know, people are going to know that, hey, these guys actually support independent craft brewers. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't know a ton about it. And I know I got called out for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the Brewers Association didn't like put anything out to its members that this was going on before it launched. Um, so the breweries were learning about it, I think, at the same time as uh, as everybody else. At least I didn't see anything about it. Um, and uh, we are members, so theoretically we we would be notified. But yeah, um, I, I mostly took it at its face as uh, kind of, you know, it was a PR thing. Obviously, they weren't actually trying to uh, to buy AB InBev. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't dive that much deeper into it because I'm really busy right now and, it, you know, cool. But uh, yeah, didn't didn't really have an impact on me at the moment. So, so, so what, what did you get when you, when you, uh, pledged your $1 billion? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a swift kick in the pants for being a smart ass. <laughs> That's about all you can ask for anymore, isn't it? It is. I think I got the best price. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's definitely pretty cool too that, I mean, his beer is going to be professionally brewed in the city of, in, in Fresno yeah. by, uh, by Zach's brewery. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Cause you know, some of us were very fortunate to actually get a bottle of that from him. And I think it was, what, for a birthday present that uh, I think that his wife got him yeah. uh, like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and, man, he promoted the hell out of that beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was only a handful of bottles out there, and uh, and it was really um, that was really cool. Again, like that we got to try some of it. But, uh, it, you know, a brewery is going to be producing that, which is pretty amazing. So congrats on that, Robert. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I actually really enjoyed the beer. I think I think we all enjoyed the beer. I think it was a, yeah. a really well done beer for for just you know going and and uh, and doing your little uh, make a you know make a beer type thing. I mean, he really put thought and into the, what he wanted his beer to be, and and made a beer that was actually that worked. And and I'm I'm glad that he's got uh, momentum, uh, get his name out there. And hey, you know what? Maybe. Robert will be working for the brewery in sales, like you said, uh, eventually. And maybe he'll be, uh, you know, using all of his love for the craft. And keep in mind that Robert only started drinking craft beer, you know, th- about three three years ago. So, I mean, he's been he's been involved with this in a short amount of time, but it's like totally taken over his, uh, you know, his life almost. Right? He's just he's always promoting and doing fun cool craft beer things and i'm really proud of him and uh i'm hoping to get some of that tasso when he when it st- does start you know running off the production line that'd be that'd be pretty fantastic all right well thank you robert for uh again for that great voicemail we really appreciate it and hey i'm glad you're still listening don't don't hesitate to write into us more often leave voicemails we, we love to hear you hear your voice okay we had another voicemail from our buddy tim price coming to us from michigan so let's see what tim has to say uh hey guys this is tim price from michigan 
I just wanted to make use of this awesome uh, voicemail line and uh, make everybody happy. And also, uh, shout out to all you guys. I thought I would chime in your last uh, uh, podcast I listened to. You guys were talking about beer festivals and tokens. Um, I have attended many of the beer festivals put on by the Michigan Brewers Guild here. And um, they have a a token policy. Um, The uh, beer show or the craft beer show is $45 per day. Um, and you get 15 tokens, um, and they are very uh, strict about their token policy because of the um, the Michigan oh, shoot. Now I'm gonna forget what it's called. The uh, basically the liquor commission is very strict on taking tokens. Um, if they were to actually give you know tokens away or not collect the tokens, they could actually lose their license. So it's actually a really big de- deal here in Michigan for sure. Um, so uh, I feel like 15 tokens is, is quite a bit for what I get per day. Um, I think any more than that, I would uh, not remember all the uh, great beer that I've been sharing. But I've also had the opportunity to volunteer at a lot of these events. So uh, we basically get free tokens anyway, and it's been, uh, it's been a great experience working behind the scenes. I know that uh, Chris has said he's volunteered a lot as well. So just wanted to share uh, how things work here in Michigan. Uh, thanks a lot for the awesome podcast, guys. And uh, this is not necessarily a vote to keep Chris on, although I wouldn't mind having him here. Uh, but, uh, hey, Team John, you know, right? See you guys later. Bye. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like in Michigan that they also are pretty much using tokens, and they are pretty strict about collecting those tokens because they don't want to get busted by the Michigan Beer Commission or whatever the, uh, the liquor commission is there. So, yeah, thanks, thanks. Tim for going ahead and and uh, letting us know how how you guys do it in Michigan and uh, I I think uh, you know Chris uh, he he calls you out here too he says that you do a lot of volunteer work um, but also that uh, he's not sending a voicemail necessary to keep you on board so John you're redeemed team yeah. John but, but you yeah, know what he's he's saying team John I invented team John. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's staying true, and he's you know I I don't feel like this one counts as a vote for you, so <laughs> you know, we'll take this one off the board. And as, good luck, as, good luck. In a speaking of, speaking of Team John, are are we going to have a, an untapped uh, challenge again? I mean, the end of the year is here. <laughs> He'd have to. Yeah. Be- uh, I, I, yeah. He's got to be at least 500 behind me now, right? Oh, okay. I, yeah. I could I could not be sober <laughs> at all from here on out uh, to even like get within a, a little bit here. Yeah, I'm I'm way behind. Yeah. It's Do you guys know the numbers off the top of your head? No. Just a, even a close estimation. Well, uh, I don't think it's 500. I think we're. I think it's probably around 150 to 200 range. If I had to guess, but I haven't looked at it in a long time. Well, I'll tell you that I'm at twenty nine, twenty four. All right. And what are you I'll, at, John? This is good. This is good uh, uh, podcasting. Twenty six, sixty two. So See? almost three hundred. <laughs> so. Three hundred is a lot more than one hundred fifty to two hundred. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot less. It, it's closer <laughs> to that than it is five hundred. So I'm gonna chalk that up as a win. Okay. I'm well, fifteen ninety seven. So you know, I got a little ways to go. Yeah, uh, I've been putting in some work, so John's you been have. slacking. He's been doing those adult things. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, hey, again, thanks, Tim. We have one more voicemail, and this is from, finally, finally, Amanda It's about in. time. So let's hear what Kevin and Amanda have to say. Hi, 
Jenny and John and Chris. It's Amanda. And Kevin. And we are running the Las Vegas Half Marathon right now. I feel bad that I haven't sent a voicemail, so I try to be creative. And we haven't been drinking all week, so this is a summer message. Probably the only one you'll ever get. And maybe we'll call you later after the race is over and we can enjoy some more. See you later. We're going to be on a trip in like 20 minutes. Have a beer for us. Yes, please. Bye-bye. All right. That's great. Amanda and Kevin are running the Las Vegas Half Marathon, and as they come up to the finish line, they're calling us and leaving them voicemail. Those are some great listeners who went out of their way to make sure that we got their voicemail. So thank you, Kevin and Amanda. And I just want to say I loved the finish line photos that you posted on Facebook. You know, when you get those uh, professionally printed out, send me a, a picture of it so I can, uh, you know, have have a, a real unwatermarked copy of the of the ones that you guys did good yeah and if it's going to take running for you to call in let's do a beer mile so uh let's get that going okay what's a beer mile oh you got to chug a beer every uh before every quarter mile that you run <laughs> well that's not going to last for i'm not going to get very very far if i'm chugging well, the ones, a beer. I've, ever, the ones I've ever attitude. seen yeah no kidding the ones i've ever seen have been on um like High school, not at high schools, but on like high school or college type tracks, and you run a lap and you chug a beer. You run a lap and you chug a beer. So it's um, yeah, but you also start the race by chugging the beer. So oh, <laughs> I didn't before see that you, one before you go. Uh, well, if not, that's how you're going to do it when I'm officiating. So <laughs> well, that's good. So that means you get five beers and not just four. Yeah, okay. I like the way you think, Reem. Yeah. See, Team John. All mm-hmm. right. Is, well, I voted for you in the beginning. What do you get if you win? Drunk and another beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, <clears throat> again, thank you. <clears throat> oh, I'm getting choked up here from all this uh, fun time. <clears throat> all right. Well, thank you again, Kevin and Amanda, for the voicemail. Now, we had some feedback. Uh, and, John, why don't you start off with our feedback? All right, so some guy named Wes uh, at RCR Wes uh, replied uh, to our episode 86 Twitter post uh, with Denny, never too many coffee beers. <laughs> so Wes, isn't that so Wes? Yeah, we, Wes has been a long champion of, uh, of coffee beers, so that's, that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chris, how about you hit us up with Amanda's feedback? All right, so Amanda uh, Argauer sent us an email uh, with her top three Mexican lagers, uh, and those top three are Blue Point's Toasted Lager, uh, Great Lakes Grandes Lagos, and Epic's Los Locos. Hmm. I, I've had two of the three, and in fact, the one of them I just had on the plane to Israel, I had the Blue Point Toasted Lager, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, the beer was too sweet for me. <laughs> it was just, uh, I, I got through it, but it literally was hard for me to get through the end of that beer because it came across just too too sweet. Have you guys had uh, that beer? I've had the Blue Point. I've had the Toasted Lager. I haven't had any of the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I've had the Blue Point, and... Uh, yeah, the blue point is uh, an AB InBev uh, yeah. 
right yeah. now. So yeah, uh, but that's for, the for first the last few years. Yeah, they, they they've been owned. Yeah, for at least three or four years, I think they were the first. Well, no, Goose Island was the first one, right? And then Blue Point was the second one. Is that right? I think that was it. Uh, yeah, Blue Blue Point was really under under the radar. That one didn't really make headlines the yeah. way that. It, the other day. Okay. But uh, I've had the Epic Los Locos before, too. And that one's not bad. I like that one. But I haven't had the Great Lakes Grandes Logo- Lagos. So that's one I have to have when I visit Ohio. But you haven't had that one, Chris? Or no, Tom? I haven't had that one. No. I think that's a, a newer release that... Well, not newer release, but a, a, a newer beer within the last couple of years that Great Lakes has done. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda, for letting us know what your top three. Now, obviously, there's only three loggers that she's she's willing to put on her her list. There's not even five loggers that she likes. So, um, these are the top three. So, Amanda's not well, much she, of a logger lady. She probably didn't want to put like Budweiser on there. <laughs> yeah, that maybe yeah, I especially see. since that really was number one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hit us up with our next. Uh, feedback came from Kevin Page. He posted to our Facebook page with the following. This is all kind of uh, going off of what we had talked about on uh, the last episode. First off, he says he was at Arcane Ale Works recently for their Halloween event, not Angry Chair, which I think, uh, Chris, I think you knew that he was at, well, you, he, I don't remember. Were, were you at, uh, where was the beer being poured at where you were serving? Was that that was at Coppertail, but Copper Arcane Tail. is um, is a brewery in um, in the Clearwater area. Okay, I've been there once and I absolutely loved it. Anytime I ever try any of their beers, I I want to go there more, and I just never do. Okay, so Kevin, you and I need to have a uh, a beer day at Arcane next time you're in town. Okay, yeah, he'll do it. Then second, he says, agreed. Pilsners are usually trash. <laughs> Same with Kolsch. Did we say something about Pilsers being trash? I don't remember saying that. I don't know. He's got to attack, attack the Colts. Yeah, the Colts yeah. are good. <laughs> I know, and the Colts, too. We actually did a whole show on Colts, and it's uh, it's good. I like Colts. So, yeah, he's he's a little angry with the Pilsners, Loggers, and Colts. So all, all of them are in, in the same book for him. And then in number three, he says, if I'm correct, John is working on a black IPA for Trek's opening. Any concerns that the trend on that is pretty was pretty fast, come and gone. I myself never cared for them. Is he doing anything different with his style? So, John, first off, do you think the uh, the Black IPA trend came and gone, is now done and over with, or do you think there's still some life left in the Black IPA? Oh, yeah, it came and went. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I don't care. Yeah. I do what I want. Exactly. Um, I don't care my, either. <laughs> Yeah, mine is a black hazy IPA. You just can't tell. <laughs> so that's how I'm going to market it. I know. I'm just going to fly. Fly right out the door. So. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just brewing a beer that I, I like and tastes good. And, you know. That's, that's, the, that's the key. That's that's my focus um, for everything we do. So. Okay. Pretty much. No, no concerns that if you have a black IPA on your your list, that uh, it's not going to get, you know, love. Well, by that token, all I should brew right now is hazy IPAs. Hazy IPAs. Okay. 
right? Yeah. Because uh, that's the current trend. But I also have a red ale that I really love. Yeah. And I'm going to brew. I yeah. also have a honey blonde ale that I really love. And I'm going to brew. Okay. And uh, you know, if you make good beers, there's an audience for every beer. Exactly. So I agree. Um, and also, I prefer the term Cascadian dark ale. <laughs> So. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> All right. Because well, you're classy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I liked. I actually liked the black IPA. Now, to me, the black. And we've already had a number of discussions on black IPA. I know. I, and I'm telling you, <laughs> this one you would really like. I, I know. Of course, I would. This one is right up your alley. So I'm looking forward to your black IPA on tap. So I'm all excited for it. Um, and I like the black IPA style. Are there's are there beers that I didn't enjoy? Yes, there's some that were brewed that I didn't appreciate, but you know what? There were so many that I do like that I'm I'm all for the style when done done well. I really enjoy it, and I've had a number of black IPAs that have made top lists, you know, on the show. So like Busted Pipe, no Busted, shoot, now I can't. Th- yeah, Busted Pipe, I think from that Tin Cannon Brewery in. Uh, in Gainesville, Virginia, I really liked that one. It was it made, I think it made my top ten list uh, last year. So that says a lot. If a black IPA made my top ten, that's, uh, that's good. So all right, last thing he had to say: Why hasn't Chris sent you any Angry Chair yet? Seems like he ends up with more bottles than limbs after each release, <laughs> and drinking their beer is the quickest way to becoming Wilfred Brimley. Wow. Diabetes. Di- yeah. <laughs> Diabetes, exactly. <laughs> and which is the, one of their beers, right? No, they, oh. they actually have um, – <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's a Wookiee-looking thing that they have <laughs> drawn in chalk on a chalkboard behind the bar. It's just this it, – it looks like if they made – if Wilford Brimley and, and an Ewok had a baby. <laughs> and it just says Diabetes underneath of it because a lot of their stouts are just so, so super sweet that uh and that's just the running gag is you don't park on fern you can't park on that street don't park on fern and these beers will give you diabetes <laughs> all right all right well thank you kevin for uh, your feedback and uh, just an inside thing uh, remember there's a difference between idaho and iowa they're completely different states in the different parts of the United States. Just keep that in mind. All right. right. And that's and, and I've also <laughs> Denny Denny has had angry chair. I have, yes. When we were when we were in uh Las Vegas, Vegas, I brought yeah. some angry chair out there. Yeah, he, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't gone back and listened to the early shows. So Kevin, shame on you for not going back and listening to the early shows. You should go back and listen to them. They're all great. And yeah, and I'm too cheap. I can't afford Chris's prices. So. <laughs> no, my. <laughs> yeah, if they stop, if they stop buying at those prices, I probably won't buy so much beer. Yeah. True. Okay. All right. Again, uh, thank you, thank you, Kevin. Okay, so this is from uh, Skinny Matt at Skinny Matt K, posted on our Twitter page. Since I'm new to the show, I figured I'd share what I'm having tonight. Uh, he put up a photo of uh, Genesee Brewhouse Coffee Stout. Nothing too fancy here. Flavor is well-balanced. I like how the coffee isn't overpowering. A very solid coffee stout, four out of five. Hashtag drink local, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt also commented to our reply with, uh, I have to say Jenny has really stepped up their game with the pilot batch beers. 
they went out and hired a brewmaster and started making their own microbrews, unlike other larger breweries that just buy microbreweries. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't had – I've had the Genesee Cream Ale. I think it's the only one I've had, uh, and that was because that was big back, you know, early, early days. But um, do you guys have access to Genesee in Ohio and Florida or have you had the beer? And have you had any of these pilot batches that this obviously this this coffee stout is from uh, that seems pretty decent? Have you guys had any experience? I have access to Genesee. I saw it uh, within the last couple of weeks. I remember seeing it thinking, oh, yeah, we've talked about that and I mm-hmm. could get it now. And I didn't. Um, but I don't recall seeing any of the, uh, their like brew house okay. series or pilot batch series. Okay. Um, but I also wasn't paying a ton of attention to it, but maybe I'll go take another look okay. and see, see what they have. You have homework, John. I want you to go out and taste some of these pilot batch beers and come back with us with your opinion. All right. Okay. I might need bail money because I'm... <laughs> Probably not. I'd just pop them open right there in the grocery to taste them. Like I was told. Yeah. Yeah. I got homework, man. Oh, All oh right. and just a fair warning. Megan just got home, so it could get really loud here really fast. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got you. Uh, so I'll, I'll see if I can mute it as much as possible. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Skinny Matt. We really appreciate you joining our group of listeners listening and Reply, you know, giving us feedback and uh, hey, share all the beers you're drinking. We would love to see what you're drinking and and uh, make comments. Uh, hopefully, you're not just drinking stuff we can't get. But if you are, it's okay because it just puts stuff on my wish list that I want to drink when I'm in your area. So thanks. All right, John, why don't you hit us up with our listener question? All right, so uh, Wes was back with an email, uh, mostly pointed at me. He said. Uh, I know this past show had some discussions of festivals from the participant point of view, all you can drink versus tokens. My question, now that we have a brewery owner among us, how do festivals work from a brewery perspective? Do breweries have to pay anything to come, or is there a contract they sign for specific beers they will bring? Do they get a payout from the festival, turning tokens at the end of the day, or all equal shares? Or is it more of a marketing, getting your brand out there kind of thing? It's a lot of questions. Um so, obviously, we haven't been to a festival yet because <laughs> uh, we're not open. And Wes knows that. Shame on you. Um, but uh, so here's my understanding thus far. We have been approached to come to festivals, but we weren't willing to commit to them because uh, we just didn't know, you know, when we get licensed. And it turns out that's good because those festivals have already happened. Um but every festival is different and it all depends on, you know, who's doing the asking, what it's for. Uh, you know, there are essentially for-profit uh, festivals out there. There are, you know, charitable festivals. Um, and uh, they, they, from my understanding, they most mostly try to play off of the marketing angle. Um, it's marketing for your brewery to be here. People expect you to be here. If you're not here, you know, it's bad. And, you know, you're going to get so many new customers by being here. And so then they try to get you to just send free beer because uh, it's marketing. Um, there are some festivals that will buy your kegs, uh, which is good because they should. Um, 
I don't know of any festivals or have not heard of anything that actually like pay you to come. I'm not sure that that exists. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the, the better festivals from a brewery perspective, at least pay you for the kegs. Cause usually, you know, ide- ideally you're sending your own people to pour. So at best you can maybe break even by selling the kegs and then paying your people to be there all weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of anything, anything paying out, but, uh, I think most breweries look at it as a marketing thing and if they can break even, that's great. So that's what I know. I'll know more in a year or two. Okay. So, no, th- th- that's a great question that Wes asked. It's those questions are the same thing that's been on my mind. Every time I go to a festival, I think of, you know, how does this thing work? You know, are they, are they, are, is a brewery paying to go to the festival? I mean, I, I hope not. I hope the brewery doesn't pay to be there at, at the very minimum. I would assume that, yeah, if they, if they come, they bring their beer, maybe they're not getting paid for the beer that they're serving, but they're, again, it's marketing. So it's, it's all part of your, you know, advertising and stuff. I'm sure you can write off yeah. the event for that. But keg that's still, or two. that's still paying to be there essentially by yeah, providing true. everything for free. Yeah. Um, and I think mo- most breweries are more willing to do that when they know that the festival is going to a charitable cause, yeah. you know, rather than some of those bigger, you know, traveling type ones that are yeah. for profit and just roll through town and, uh, want every, everybody to chip in and pay their bottom line. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Wes. We do appreciate your questions and we will re visit your questions once Trek Brewing is at a festival. So we'll get an update from John on exactly how it went <laughs> and how uh, you know what the whole uh, scheme is, you know, what what you're going to get from uh, from being at the festival. So good job. All right. Well, hey, you know what? If you want to be like all of our great listeners who provided feedback and questions, you can leave your comments and questions through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at tapthecraft. And of course, Chris wants to hear and see you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tapthecraft. And don't forget, we do have that awesome voicemail number where you can get your voice on the show. You can call us at 208-536-3359 or 208 208- Five three oddly yes the oddly line that's what we like to be known for is our oddly nine line uh, so yeah leave our either feedback leave your uh, questions and uh, we'll answer them on the show and now we also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network because they support our show by providing us a hosting space at openforumradio.com and if you enjoy the content that John Chris and I are putting out we believe you will find more great content like the following. Hey you, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, 
my peanut gallery and many many more and please remember to leave these fine fellas a review on itunes or wherever you listen to this show again thank you so much for listening to tap the craft all right now it's time for the brew buzz segment and of course the brew buzz is where we devote a segment to some beer related topic and this week is going to cover our top five hoppy beers of 2017. So again, a recap of what we're doing. Last year, we had our end-of-year show that kind of detailed the, the best beers of 2016. But you know what? It's hard to, uh, to, you know, to, to really show the breadth of all the beers that we enjoyed in just 10. So I decided to go ahead and break it into four categories. Again, last episode, we did lagers. This episode, hoppy beers, and then we'll follow those up with uh, a dark ale segment and a seasonal segment to round out basically our top 20 beers of the year in different styles. So, John, how about you start us off with your top five, starting with number five and going up to number one, hoppy beers. All right. Well, because that had to be difficult, I'm not going to start with number five. Oh, come on, man. Let's start with my uh, honorable mention. Oh, okay. What do you got? Which is, you know, similar. Um, But yeah, honorable mention, I'm going to start with Columbus Brewing, which I was drinking tonight, and go with their Creeper uh, Double IPA, which is I really enjoy, and uh, people around Columbus uh, seek that out whenever they release it. So uh, it's definitely one to try out. Uh, And then there is an entry from The Veil on my list, spoilers, uh, but... Uh, if you all recall uh, getting the veil shipment a whole bunch from my aunt and uncle was kind of my my gateway into a lot of these New England IPAs and mm-hmm. they, I had a, a ton of great beers uh, from that brewery so uh, just uh, another shout out to them because there were a whole bunch of their beers in contention for this list um, but uh, anyway on to the list so number five uh, which I mentioned just uh, a few episodes ago was uh, North High Brewing Stardust to Stardust, um, which I really enjoyed, and they only do, I think, twice a year. Mm. Um, but an excellent beer, and uh, no one outside of Columbus area will know. Um, and then number four, uh, I'll head back to Seattle uh, for Schooner XX's uh, Evil Tendencies Triple IPA. Mm. Uh, which is one I had during uh, the Triple IPA Roadshow. Oh, whatever they had uh, when we we went out and had like ten Triple IPAs in in one night. <laughs> oh, damn! Pretty, pretty great night. Yeah. Uh, so number three, uh, we get the the beer from the Vale, uh, which is Eyelids, and this was one of the first ones that I had, um, I believe. Nah, no. I had a potato napkin first. A potato napkin? That's Just a beer? the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this is an excellent beer, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it, in my opinion, it was the best of the bunch from the Vale. Wow. So, uh, at least of what I was sent. So I'll caveat that it, before people say, that's not the best beer the Vale's done. Yeah, the but, ones you had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, number two. We'll go uh, over to Pennsylvania for uh, Trogue's Nimble Giant. Yep. No uh, surprise there. Really enjoyed and uh, wish I could have gotten more of this year. And then uh, number one, Fremont Brewing Lush 
which I feel like you and I have talked about a ton. Oh yeah, so. it's a great beer. Yeah, and I yeah I don't need to spend more time on it probably because we've talked about it. I think we've covered it enough. Now, anyone that hasn't listened to the earlier shows of this year, go back and listen and let you know you can, you can see John and I gush over this lush because it's a great beer. Yeah, and if you're within Fremont's uh, territory, it's now a year-round beer. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. All right. Well, that that's so, that's your that's your 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 list, huh? That that's mine. So, what's yours? Well, I you know what? Since you start with your honorable mentions, I'm I'm going to start with my honorable mentions also. Now, keep in mind, now, John, all your beers weren't fives, right? You had. All of them were fives except for one of them, I think? Yeah, all but one, which okay. is four and a half. All right, so all of my top five are actually five cap ratings that I gave, all of, all, all of them. I had – now, this list is very difficult to compile, as you mentioned in the last episode, that there's so many hoppy beers that we could – different categories we could choose from, and, I, and we drink a lot of hoppy beers. So I had oh, a list because people make a lot of hoppy yeah, beers. Yeah, because people make it's... yeah, that's true. But on this list I had I think 20, 20 beers that were on this list and I had to narrow it down to 5. But I just didn't feel right with because those sure those 5 were the top 5, but these other beers could have been those top 5s. But they, you know, they just didn't quite cut make the cut. So my honor mentions is going to start with a beer out of Portland, Oregon, from Ecleptic Brewing, and I had this at the Portland Beer Festival. It was their Starburst IPA, the, my favorite beer of the Portland Beer Festival. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. I, you know, because I that was the first beer I had at the festival, I may have rated it at four and a half because I didn't want to like peak at the beginning. But you know what? <laughs> this beer might have been a five. So I felt bad not having it in the top five. So it's an honorable mention. System, come yeah, on. I know, I know. Another beer that uh, I heard you talk about, John, that was on your list, I think, last year, but uh, I didn't have it until this year, and that was Georgetown Brewing's Bodhisattva uh, ah, IPA. Yes. Excellent beer. And uh, this beer I almost had on my top five list, but because I had fives, I just didn't feel right not having it up there now is it a five it could be a five again i just don't know it's too, i don't i hate making decisions on what's a five and what's not i'm trying not to you know give too many fives but for now on if i think it's a great beer i'm just gonna put it a five so i have things in contention but again a great beer that i think anyone that had would you know drank it would agree it's really good and then the yes, last it's very good yeah and yeah and here in columbus we have uh Columbus Brings Bodie, which is their IPA, mm-hmm. and apparently the two breweries are aware of each other. Oh, okay. Um, with their with their names, but uh, so far no no uh, lawsuits no. or anything. Okay. Yeah, but both excellent IPAs. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, my last honorable mention. Again, this beer was on my top five until I found other hoppy beers that were higher rated. Uh, Barley Brown's Turmoil. Black IPA. Now here again, you know Kevin thinks Black IPA is a it was here and gone. It's not gone. I still enjoy a good Black IPA. In fact, I've had a number of good ones just recently, and this is one that 
is fantastic. It's exactly what I like in a black IPA. Again, I gave it a four and a half star rating. It could have been on my top five if I didn't have so many five cap rating beers. So now let's get into number five. Number five is from Brewdog Elvis Juice IPA. Um, John, you mentioned that a couple weeks ago that you enjoyed it as a notable beer. Uh, I really enjoyed it for what it is. It's a unique flavored IPA that uh, that I, that I liked. It was good. Another beer I mentioned a few months ago was from Silver Moon Brewing, and uh, it's Chapter Two Pale L. And yeah, a Pale L got a five calf rating and is number four on my hoppy beers this year. I love that beer. I drank a you know a six pack of it. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great beer, and I wanted to give props to Silver Moon. Again, Silver Moon won uh, at least one, if not maybe one or two medals at the Great American Beer Fest. Or no, they won the uh, mid. They won one of the brewery things, didn't they? No, that was. Hmm. No, I can't remember. Holy smokes! Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, I'm blanking too. They won. They won. Uh, they won something at Great American Beer Fest. So they're they're a good brewery. And that that was my favorite beer from them. Another beer, number three. A a brewery that I've only had one beer from, and we had it when we were in Las Vegas. Uh, Chris and I went to uh, Big Dog, and it was one of their one of their guest taps. It was from Fifty Fifty Brewing. It was their Red Rye IPA. Again, anyone that knows me knows I love rye in beer, and this was done wonderfully great rye character with a nice IPA back. I mean, it, it had everything I enjoyed. And obviously it's number three on my list from a brewery I've only had one beer from. Number two might surprise people because this is a big brewery. New Belgium. Their Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Why is this on my list, number two? Because I think this is a really well done double IPA, Imperial IPA. And I drank at least two cases of this when I first got it. I was buying six packs uh, two at a time because I just couldn't get enough of this beer this uh, this summer. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, it's number two on my list, New Belgium. And yeah. number one. Oh, you got anything to say, John? Uh, I actually haven't had the Imperial. What? Oh, oh my no. gosh. Maybe I need to try that. You've got to have the Imperial. It's it's really good. It's I love it. Yeah, it, it might be one of those things that though they've made the labels for all those Voodoo Ranger beers very similar. Yeah. I might be looking at it and thinking, oh, I've had that, so I'll try this one this time. You know, um, they're different colors. The different. That's it. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but when you only have you know one on the shelf at, the at a certain time, <laughs> and you just see Voodoo Ranger, very big New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. I think it's it's easy to have some confusion with the brand. You're, so yeah, yeah, I would agree. No, John, you're absolutely correct. And in fact, on the show, I mentioned that the coloring is uh, is confusing because one's orange and one's like a teal, and and, and yeah, the the characters on there are a little bit different. But because it looked, they say Voodoo Ranger and a IPA in big uh, letters. The Imperial is easily missed if you don't re- recognize that there's two different beers and. I actually picked up a, accidentally picked up a six pack of the IPA, and when I was drinking, I'm like, this doesn't taste the same. It was good, but it wasn't the same. I realized, oh, I'm drinking the IPA, not the double IPA. So 
you're right, John. The the labels are too similar uh, and can easily be uh, confused. And in fact, I got confused myself. So, but well, the, but the Voodoo Rangers, uh, it's like a new line almost because they have it's more than just those two beers. No, no, yeah, they have like so. five or six different ones. Yeah. In fact, I have one but in they, my beer fridge right now. That I haven't tried yet the Red IPA. I think. Yeah, I saw that one is is out there, but you know it's they the text is very large for Voodoo Ranger, and then you know whatever beer it is is not as big. So yeah, I think it's easy to just pass over it. Yeah, yeah. All right, and my number one beer of two thousand hoppy beer of two thousand seventeen is Fremont Brewing's Lush IPA. <laughs> Sean and I agree on the same. Best beer. Now, in our list last year, did we have the same number one beer, too? Or not? Do you remember? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. I think it was... Uh, it was Boneyards. Boneyards. Uh, uh, um, wow, this is bad. Boneyard, <laughs> Boneyard beers. The Notorious. Triple, Notorious. Triple IPA. Yeah. 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 So, again, John, you and I are in sync with our hoppy beers as far as the Lush being uh, our number one beer. So... With that being said, Chris, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah, let's see and, if you uh, if you can be worthy of John and I. Well, uh, so we'll go ahead and start with number five, and these are in no particular order whatsoever. Oh, what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number five was Space Grass by Angry Chair. Um, and they also do a variation of that with uh, some hibiscus in it. Uh, so, so Angry Chair, local Tampa brewery, um, taking my number five spot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> number four was uh, Juicy Fruit by Tampa Bay Beer Works. Um, again, another local beer was uh, taking taking another spot for my hoppy beers. Uh, number three is going to be. Double Dry Hopped Summer Street by Trillium <laughs> Brewing. Yeah, you're looking at my notes and you're going, hey, you're reading those out of order. <clears throat> Number two is going to be Fremont's Brewing Lush. Oh, Ooh. come on, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> Loser. And, yeah, yeah, and number one for Hoppy Beers is going to be Double Dry Hopped Melcher Street from Trillium Brewing up in New England. I hope it's in New England because I think that's where it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's my top five is for for hoppy beers. Okay, I mean, I mean, we had my second one matched your top one. Well, you know what? The same beer is in all three of our top five hoppy beers list. So obviously, it is a top five hoppy beer, and that's all that matters. Well, I hate to hype the whales, bro, but try some Trillium <laughs> and tell me otherwise. We would if they actually distributed anywhere. I, the only way I get it is uh, through a friend of mine who shares it with me when we go to bottle releases at Angry Chair. <laughs> okay. All right. So basically, you need to get some and then share some Angry Chair and Trillium with us. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. So come to Tampa and I'll do that. Your bo- your bo- garden that's, that's all this not stuff. What, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, 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 you must have misunderstood me. Come to Tampa and you can do that. <sighs> all right, John, John, you kind of get a pass on that though. You are trying to open up a brewery, so 
That's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, that is Tap the Crafts Top 5 Hoppy Beers of 2017. Give us some feedback. Let us know what your hoppy beers that you enjoy are and if we are off base with our beers. If you have better ones, let us know. And, of course, stay tuned for our Dark Ales uh, beers next uh, uh, show and our seasonal beers coming up the end of the year show. All right, we, uh, we're running a little bit long on time, but I wanted to cover one quick article uh, that was on the Facebook page this week, and it has to do with the Arrogant Brewing uh, basically their uh, unworthy beer t-shirt amnesty month that they're holding. So basically, Arrogant Brew- Brewing, which is the owner now of Arrogant Bastard Ale, because formerly this was a Stone Brewing uh, product, but now they kind of branched off. They have their own marketing, kind of like, well, I don't know if Voodoo Ranger is actually still part of New Belgium, but Arrogant Brewing is kind of like a separate, separate uh, I don't know, marketing thing for that but they are holding a month-long campaign to trade in your sellout beer brewery t-shirts trade them in for a more worthy shirt of you know craft beer independent craft beer of you know one of their beer shirts i guess and this is kind of an interesting thing now they say it's a trade, but in reality, you're kind of paying for the T-shirt because what you're going to do is you're going to package up, you're going to fill out a piece of paper, you're going to add some money to it, and you're going to package your, your T-shirt and send it to them, and they're going to send you back a T-shirt. But it's it's not just uh, tit for tat. It's actually going to cost you about 15 bucks, And the 15 bucks is going to cover the $5 shipping and handling and a $10 amnesty application fee. Uh, okay, I, I guess they don't, hey, you know. The cost of the shirt. The cost of the shirt. So, in reality, you're giving them a shirt, and you're paying for a shirt to come back. but uh, and, and you're paying for the shipping to get your shirt out to them. So, I don't know. If you, if you want to spend twenty about 20 bucks uh, to get a shirt, then, hey, go ahead and, and trade in your shirts. Uh, I'm still wearing my, uh, my Tin Barrel, my Elysian... Uh, and my Lagunitas shirts because hey, I still like the beer, so I'm still supporting good beer. So I won't be participating in this thing. Are you guys going to send a shirt in? Get yourself a arrogant. I don't think I have any shirts to send yeah, in. That would require I had a shirt that I could send in. Oh wow! You guys don't I mean, collect brewery shirts? No, nope. I mean they do, but I, I mean I'm wearing a Sierra Nevada shirt, and I love this shirt. You're not getting this one. <laughs> And All I just right. got it. I got it in April. Yeah, April when we were in Asheville. We don't have to get rid of Sierra Nevada. They're not a sellout brewery. That's true. Yeah, Laguanitas. I, I don't buy sellout brewery t-shirts. Elysia- <laughs> they're, they're, what they're saying is that, hey, you went to a beer event, and you got a free promo shirt at winning a contest. Now you don't want that shirt. You want something more worthy. Hey, if it's just sitting in your closet... To us. Oh, Megan does though. She bought a Wicked Weed shirt when we were in Asheville. Oh yeah, Wicked Weed is another one that. Uh, yeah. But you know what? You probably paid thirty bucks for that shirt. You really want to give it and away? And it looks good on her. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want her to give it up. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I'm not going to be participating in this uh, trade-in shirt, but we wanted to offer it out there to any of our listeners who are all, you know, ultra-independent beer. Uh, if you want to trade in your awesome Elysian or Wicked Weed, Ten Barrel, or Lagmanias t-shirt, uh, or Goose Island, too, uh, to get another one, hey, go visit the link that's on our uh, post, and you can do that. All right, we're going to hold off again on that other article because we're running late, and I don't want this show to last forever. So <laughs> let's let's roll on into the outro here. Uh, and be- before we do that, though, let's go ahead and uh, raise a glass to anyone we'd like to raise a glass to. So, Chris, why don't you start us off? All right, so I'd like to raise a glass to um, my sister and brother-in-law, Amy and Nick, on the birth of our new niece, Alexandria. Um, she was born less than a month ago, and we've been, been uh, really excited for them as their, as their first child. So, mm. guys, I hope you guys get some sleep, um, and uh, everything goes well with that. Um, I want to raise a glass to Megan. Megan has been busting her ass working um, some really long hours for... Uh, for sit means sit here in Tampa and uh, like, just like to raise a glass to her because I know that girl's tired too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jackie O's Jackie O's. Um, I had a bottle of their Oro Negro that I bought the last time I was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, I found some off flavors in it. It was a little on the lactic side for me and I contacted them and they sent me a brand, well, not a brand new bottle, but they sent me a bottle of 2016 Oro Negro um, within three or four days of me contacting them and shooting a couple of emails back and forth. So big shout out to Jackie O's for, for the new bottle nice. that uh, is currently sitting in my fridge. Um, and Kelly Akiyama out in California for the thank you beers, um, that I got today. That was one of my new and noteworthies. Uh, Kelly, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I kind of feel bad because, you know, I charged him money for beer that he bought from me and he turned around and sent me four different things. One was from Bottle Logic. The other one was from Rare Barrel. Um, and then these two from Toolbox, um, the Milkshake IPAs. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much. That's that's huge. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my uh, shout outs for, for today. That's quite a treat. What did you get from the Rare Barrel? Uh, it was a sour blonde ale aged in oak barrels with ginger. Hmm. And then and then from Bottle Logic it was um I wanna say it was a pumpkin ale aged in bourbon barrels or something. entirely I don't remember, but uh I was I was pretty blown away when I opened that box today. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. Well for me, uh we haven't had this much feedback in a long time. <laughs> like this is just blown away. So thank you everybody for, for your feedback. Uh, and then I'm going to give a shout out to Russ, who I mentioned uh, when we went mm-hmm. to the jailhouse festival. He doesn't exist. Um, Russ doesn't exist. You see, that's the problem. I've, <laughs> I've heard that Russ is actually listening. So Russ needs to call in. So these guys leave me alone about Russ existing. So balls in your court, Russ. Come on now. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. So Denny, tell me how I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, you're you're good. <laughs> I I I laugh because after our recording last episode, um, I think Chris might have had one too many 
beers and posted hashtag <laughs> Russ is real on the our Facebook uh, page. So I just and laugh because. <laughs> oh wow! I totally missed that. So. You did? Yeah, I didn't see it. And that number is two zero eight five three six three three five three or two zero eight five three oddly. That's right. There Russ hashtag Russ is real. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's great. So I want to hear from Russ. I want to hear that Russ is real. So uh, Russ, please call in. All right. So I have a few. I'm gonna. I have a list also. Like Chris had a list of uh, of people he wanted to raise a, a beer to. First and foremost, I've got to raise a beer to my buddy Chase Langdon. He and his uh, wife just had uh, their second son, uh, born. Uh, literally two weeks ago, right after we recorded it, the, his son was born. So congratulations on the birth of, of your second son. Uh, we're really excited for you, so cheers to that. Also, I made comment, uh, I forgot to mention Bad Fodder Figures, another new podcast that just started up. They actually just released their fourth episode. Uh, I meant to mention them in the last episode, but I got carried away and mentioned the Gen X Grown Up podcast, which... I got a lot of feedback that people started listening to it and also appreciate it too, which I appreciate. So, uh, but bad fodder figures there, you know, that's a new podcast that was, is made up of podcasters from recently defunct podcasts. So if you like the, uh, gamers in beta, the 40 cast or the, uh, dad's getting grounded podcast that all went, uh, under, they are now, got a couple different people from those shows and have a new show which is fun to listen to and yeah because this all happened you know right after we had uh you know cheers the 40 cast the, for hitting another milestone yeah, and then uh, yeah. by the time our recording released it was like oh that <laughs> was too late um but yeah they're on to other things so if you enjoyed uh you know our recommendation of hit, hitting those guys up definitely check out bad fodder figures yeah so. of course of course and of course i have to raise my glass to uh the u.s's uh, thanksgiving this is thanksgiving week in fact the show airs or releases on thanksgiving day so all of you guys that are listening early morning thanksgiving before football starts and while you're preparing the turkey thank you and cheers to you and happy thanksgiving to to all of you gobble 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 and the last, uh, the last thing, it's not really a cheers. It's just uh, uh, well wishes, wishes that, uh, that they can find the missing Argentine submarine that has been missing for the last couple days. Uh, there's 44 men on that submarine that could be lost at sea. And any submariner uh, out there knows that, uh, that any loss is, uh, is a tough loss because we know how dangerous it is to be out there. And, uh, you know, I'm a former submariner myself, and, uh, you know, one, one of our biggest fears is to, is to go under. So I'm hoping that they find them and everyone will be, be safe. But, again, the longer it goes, the more likely that they will be lost uh, uh, forever. So just wanted to, to give out my thoughts and prayers to them. And, of course, with just mentioning that I was uh, a former serviceman, uh, I just want to raise my glass to all the uh, current servicemen and women out there serving our country and protecting our freedoms, and of course all the veterans out there too. You know, we just had Veterans Day 
before I left, and, and I hope that everyone went out there and thanked the veteran for the freedoms that we we're able to appreciate right now. So cheers to all you military men and women out there. Come home safely to your families soon. And we can't forget Hopcloth. Yep. I want to raise a glass to Hopcloth Apparel because they are partnering up with us, and they. Uh, I want to encourage all of our listeners to go visit their site at www.hopcloth.com. Check out their creative craft beer clothing line, and of course, use the code TAPTHECRAFT, all one word, at checkout to get free shipping on your merchandise. And you can find the beers and link to the article mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com and, of course, in the information description tab on the podcast you're listening to now. The show notes are in whole. You can find everything right there on the podcast yourself. And if you would like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And, John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing on Tap Prime WA, and you can follow the brewery Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website trekbeer.com. Nice. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie eighty two, or untapped on Instagram at MCK one three four five. And of course, you can always find me on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Tap the Craft. Hashtag Russ is real. Russ is real. Russ. Uh, All right, guys. It's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend. And, of course, subscribe to our show. You don't want to miss an episode. And, of course, we release a new episode every two weeks. So keep that in mind. We won't have one the week after this. But stay tuned. You'll have one in two weeks. Now, everyone, go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. All right. All right. (laughs) You ready to roll? Yep. Ready to rock and or roll. Rock and roll. I'll I'll do both. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get the guitar out and start rocking and rolling. It's 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 behind me. No no no, that's okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. No, he tripped oh. over a couple of dogs <clears throat> trying to get there. Well, I'm kind of blocked in by kennels and stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, the dogs are being good. I have to say, I'm pretty impressed so far. Don't ruin it, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't jinx it. Okay. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So the first voicemail is from our body. It's from our body. <laughs> our body. <laughs> our body, Robert. Robert the body. It's <laughs> <laughs> his wrestling I think, name. Uh, yeah. I think he would appreciate that nickname. <laughs> All right, let me start over. Okay. Talk about stealing thunder. And they outline it. Come on. Let them, <laughs> let them announce it. Okay, I will cut that out, and then we'll talk about it now.